Hi guys, Candace here. So glad to get to spend a little bit of time with you today on The Good Day. Here, we'll focus on finding grace in our ordinary days. We'll learn good days don't just happen. And even more, a good life doesn't just happen. There's a choice involved. Join me as we learn how to develop the discipline and cultivate a heart that seeks strength, joy, and peace and finds rest in the good day, one day at a time. This week, we're talking about major, minor, what's the diff? (laughs) Well, quick recap from last week. David's son, Solomon, becomes king. Like father, like son, his reign is marked with a humble start, and then we see a downfall. In between these moments, he builds a truly magnificent temple. Then the northern kingdom, the ten tribes, is called Israel, while the southern kingdom, two tribes of Judah and Benjamin, is called Judah. In all the conquest, the temple is destroyed by the Babylonians. Think Nebuchadnezzar. And the Jews are in exile for 70 years, but not forever. After 70 years, Cyrus, the king of Persia, allows the Jews to build a temple in Jerusalem. So now we see some Jews return to Judah. And so we press on. Y'all, we've covered so much history together, but there are still 17 more books in the Old Testament. What are these? Well, God had things to tell his people, so he sent prophets. Think of these as preachers to share his messages. Their messages are recorded in the Old Testament. These are called the books of the prophets. Some minor, some major, fancy words we often think of in terms of importance, but it's really all about the size. And yes, here's a bit more CSV, Candace Standard Version for you. (laughs) We'll start with Jonah, Amos, and Hosea. Missionary messages and musicals? (laughs) These men shared messages before Israel, the northern kingdom, was defeated. And Jonah, the one who got swallowed by the big fish, yep, that's the one. Think of him as a foreign missionary, because that's exactly who he was. He traveled to preach to the Assyrians. Amos and Hosea, on the other hand, were giving some serious pep talks to the northern tribes. Think of Amos like the classic song from Grease the Musical. Yep, you heard me right. (laughs) Remember that song where they sing, You Better Shape Up? Well, this time they're singing, You Better Shape Up, because God's not happy. And we're oh so prone to sin. You better shape up. You better understand to one God we must be true. Nothing left. Nothing left for us to do. You're the one that we love. You are the one we love. Ooh, 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 almighty. (laughs) And we wonder why CSV is not a household translation yet. (laughs) Then, of course, Hosea. And the best way I know to understand Hosea is to read it, of course, and then also to read Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. Hosea uses his marriage to Gomer, a woman who is previously a prostitute, who continually chooses to be unfaithful to him as an illustration of God's unconditional love for us. Francine Rivers, Francine Rivers writes, My love isn't a weapon. It's a lifeline. Reach out and take hold and don't let go. Side note, if you're tempted to think following God means your life will always be easy, read Hosea. And then Job. And then look at the life of Jesus. We'll get there. God doesn't promise an easy life when we follow him, but one worth living. And now Isaiah and Micah. We're going to think of them as the bridge. These men serve as a bridge, speaking both 
to the divided kingdom, the same time as Amos and Hosea, and after Israel was destroyed. Isaiah is one of the major prophets, aka longer book, telling about the Savior hundreds of years before his birth. Micah, a shorter book, tells us about the birthplace of Jesus, again, way long before his birth. I know, right? Chills. And then Zephaniah. When we think Zephaniah, we need to think, he's coming, he's coming. Maybe you have the popular meme with Michelle Tanner running, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, in your mind. Well, that's what's in mind. But we'll keep this one brief. Zeph warns about the coming day of the Lord. God gave me an unexpected roommate who also happened to be incredibly talented and creative. I took full advantage of this and had her letter a few things for me. One being a cute welcome mat and another one of my favorite verses from Zephaniah. For a long time, it adorned my desk at work. Between stressful meetings or making hard decisions, I look over and read Zephaniah's words and find myself washed in peace. There's just something about trusting the Lord your God is in your midst to bring so much needed perspective to our days. May we linger in his delight and affection for us as we read this verse. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you in loud singing. Notice who is doing all the work. Who is saving? Who is rejoicing? Who is quieting? Who is exulting? God. Not us. We simply receive. So now Habakkuk. His whole message is to live by faith. It's pronounced Habakkuk. And if you're Texan, you really draw out that second A. Habakkuk. (laughs) And if you're needing a reminder of living by faith and not by sight, read Habakkuk. It's beautiful, friends. Give it a read. And then Jeremiah. We know his for plans for hope. But Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. I know, right? Not the title you want to have. We may know this verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And guess why it's important to know a little bit about each of these fellows? Because it changes how we read their messages. We have insight and understanding. Jeremiah didn't say this in happy times. No, he was reminding God's people that God had not forgotten them and was writing a beautiful story even through all of the mess and punishment brought through the Babylonians. Eight books, a mix of majors and minors. Woo, friend, good times. If we do some simple math, 17 minus 8, we know we're not quite done. We have nine more books in the Old Testament. We're wrapping it up next week. And I'm not just saying this to say this, it's true. You're not going to want to miss this. Same time, same place, same game face. Or not. It rhymed. The kindergarten teacher and me couldn't help myself. (laughs) Truth is, game face or not, there's grace for you here. May we find strength in the Word of God. May our joy for reading Scripture grow as we intentionally choose to set aside time to spend reading it each day. May our peace overflow as the Word of God reads us and changes us from the inside out then we will know rest this world cannot give. Remember how we said five minutes a day can change your day, your life, and even your eternity? Well, I'm sharing what I'll be reading with you this week on my website and on social. I really hope you'll join me. The good life, well, it starts with a good day, then another, then another. 
let's choose to live the good day one day at a time.